Hey guys, my name is Claire Broderick. Uh, my name is Ryan Broderick, and uh, we're here today to do a podcast about college basketball and how it relates to mental health. Um, this podcast will discuss game of college basketball and social media feedback that, a- that affects athletes' as mental health, reference and discuss different articles that list instances of why mental health is tied to athletes and their quality of play. Um, reading the articles, some of the examples that we found included harsh social media posts about how you know players played played the game and being in stressful situations such as having to make the game-winning shot or a, play, a player making a very bad play that in the end cost their team the game and just kind of this the, the scrutiny and feedback that they had to face um, on social media that didn't it, you know have the pain of a loss didn't make it feel any better listen to thousands of people telling you what you did wrong. And uh, we kind of did this just because we're both athletes. We know how mental health affects the game and how it it really can affect our play. Uh, We both played basketball for a lot of years. And and whether it's positive or negative feedback, um, we thought it'd just be interesting to see how high level, like skilled division one players experience the game and how it affects their mental health because you know they're they're exactly like us in a way that they play the game and they want to win and sometimes they lose but the difference for them is they have such a higher following of millions thousands sometimes millions of people depending on how big the the college is and and how how good of a player they are how good of a team they play on and how big the game is that they're playing in but no matter what um there's all there's people giving them feedback on what they did what they did good and a lot of times more we see um what they did wrong so claire why don't you introduce the article that we looked at so the first article we found was called a different march madness online hate for the athletes this article talked a lot about the overall growing problem of online hate being directed at athletes examples include racist and sexist comments along with threats towards the athletes these comments are causing mental health issues to the athletes along with them withdrawing from social media. So the survey showed that women have a higher percentage than men when it comes to feeling overwhelmed and mentally exhausted. So Ryan, why do you think women experience high levels of feeling overwhelmed and are more mentally exhausted compared to men? Um, yeah, so looking at this article, this was a little bit of a, a little bit of a surprise to me because you know, it's not the way we want it, but, you know, the men, when it comes to college basketball, the men's side certainly gets a lot more attention, uh, like media attention on social media. You know, my my Instagram feed is just full, because I'm such a huge fan of it. My Instagram feed is full of, you know, like uh, final scores of college basketball games and like posts about how well a player's playing or like, and then my, and then my Twitter is, you know, like, see way more of like people talking about the men the men's side and what teams are playing bad what teams are playing good what players are playing bad and so this was a surprise to me that you know the women's side felt more overwhelmed but yeah but my guess here has to be that you know girls when they see like things being written about them whether it's twitter instagram any other social media even even tiktok sometimes you know, I think girls are probably a little more like sensitive to it and like take it to heart more and overthink it. And I think men, 
while, while men, a lot of them pretend that it doesn't bother them. I know, I know deep down a good, a good amount of them, it does bother them, but I think men might be a little bit better at just, you know, putting their head down and racing it, at, le- at least putting it to the back of their mind or racing it from their mind. I bet men are just maybe a little bit better than that than the girls are, but I think girls probably are just take it to the heart a little more and, you know, have a harder time moving on from it. So another thing that the article taught us was that players face scrutiny for every move they make on the court, and we get caught up in fan reaction. Yeah, so um, this article listed a bunch of different instances of game scenarios and players that I players that I know well and I've watched hundreds and hundreds of times and you know it's less different examples of players doing something sometimes it's even them doing something good where they do something and and no matter what it is they someone's got answers and someone's got things to say and feed and negative feedback online and on social media well one example here the very first one was uh player from Michigan named Terrence Williams, um, a social media, so, social media post surfaced that said he should be left dead in a ditch after, the Mich- after Michigan, uh, the team, blew an eight-point lead in a season-ending loss to Vanderbilt. And, you know, we see a lot more of this at the end of the year when games are more, there's a lot more implications on games, like certainly in March Madness when it's win or go home and, you know, teams – Sometimes teams are expected to go really far and they lose quick and they, they lose earlier than expected to a team they're better than. That's when, you know, we see so much negative feedback online and on Instagram, Twitter, et cetera. But in this, in this case, Michigan lost, season-ending game to Van- Vanderbilt, and horrible things said about this player that he should be left dead in a ditch. Um, his father even got involved. He released a profanity-laced response to all the haters it said you actually root for them when they're good but then they make a mistake and a game doesn't go your way and you turn to hate so I think here this is just just a really unfair um you know scenario where Terrence Williams who was he's a good player for Michigan and I I I don't know the game that they're referencing but he probably did something to cause them to lose and people are saying that you know he should be left dead. Obviously, that's a terrible thing to say. It's not that. It's not something so serious. It's I mean it's college basketball. It's not like that deep, and someone should never be saying that about him. But obviously, just not fair to him. And there's no way this was good for his mental health. So we have a couple questions from this scenario here. So one question I have is, do you think it's fair for people on social media to be so harsh to athletes after they lose a game? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's not at all fair for, you know, people online to go at certain players and even coaches because I think part of it is they don't understand how hard it is to win a college basketball game, especially at this high of a level. You know, Division One when it's very – the best of the best players and coaches and teams. And, I, and this game, I, it was probably just the ball just didn't go their way, and now he's facing all this, you know, backlash and just negative comments. And I, I don't think it's fair at all because, you know, from playing so much basketball, I, I can relate to the fact that, you know, sometimes the ball 
the ball just doesn't bounce your way and sometimes you lose a game that you feel like you should have won or you feel like you were better than the team and you know like it's a game of inches and the the team this fought this player's Terrence Williams his father and him they shouldn't be dealing with this and I you know it's it's not fair at all so uh, another example from the article was Virginia's Kihei Clark uh, this is actually he's actually a very He's a pretty popular player in college basketball. Uh, he played for Virginia five years, and he and his going back to his freshman year, he uh, the team won the national championship that year, and he played a lot of crucial minutes that year. He was a key contributor, so he's been well known for a lot of years. And just this past year, it was his final game. It was in the NCAA tournament. He made a really bad decision. He threw an errant pass against Furman, which led to it was a guy who was against Furman in the first round of the NCAA tournament, and um, the pass led to Furman hitting a, a shot with about two seconds left, and it led to you know Virginia's season ending. And Kihei Clark um, answered every media question um, after the game in the locker room. Meanwhile, social media was absolutely destroying him before the final buzzer even sounded. You know, right after he made that play. You know, more it was more because they didn't expect him to make it, but everyone was just crushing him. And for years, he had gotten a lot of praise. And then you see so quickly something like one bad play, everyone flips on him, and they were destroying him. Basically, the whole the last seconds of the game, and then all after the game. So, question here for Claire is: Have you ever felt like you lost a game for your team, and how was your mental state after, and how was your mental health affected? Yeah, so last season, my senior season in basketball, we were in our sectionals game against the best team in the section. And we were down by one with a few seconds left. And I got fouled on a three-point shot. So I had to shoot three foul shots. And all I had to do was make two of the shots to win the game. And I was so nervous, I made one. So I led the team to overtime, but we ended up losing. And... I knew myself I could have made those shots. So after the game, I felt like I lost the game for the team. It would have been a great win because we hadn't beaten this team. And it was all up to me, basically, at the end of the game to just make at least two of these shots, and I didn't do it. So I felt awful. I didn't talk to anyone after the game. I was crying. And overall, even though my team was, like, very happy that I even got them into overtime, personally, I... I thought it was awful of me that I couldn't make two of the three shots. But on the flip side, during my 10th grade year, I was on varsity, and my coach put me in to make a three to win the game. And I was so nervous being a sophomore on varsity, and I hit that three to win the game, and I was so happy, so happy to tell everybody. So it just shows how sports can positively mm -hmm. and negatively affect your mental health being in a tough situation. Yeah, definitely. I, um, you know, I think there's there's been times where I, I've like missed a game winning shot or whatever. More when I was younger, when it's like you know not as important. But I I think immediately to, to when you were talking about that, I think immediately to my senior year, as well. You know, when it's not Division One, but it you know it's high, it's varsity high school basketball, so. A lot, obviously, it's you know it's really important to you and your teammates and coaches and everyone, 
people in the area, it doesn't get a ton of it gets it gets some, not a ton of media attention, not nearly as much as Division One basketball. But it was it was during the COVID year. We had a game against a good team. I made a three. I made a three that cut the game or sent the game into overtime or double overtime, excuse me, with a couple seconds left. And then our next game, we played another really good team, and I just didn't play a good game. I had a couple turnovers that I thought cost our team the game. And, then, like, one day I went from the highest of highs. You know, I thought I, I was so happy that I helped. I made a big play to help my team get a win. And then the day after the loss, I couldn't even watch the film. I was sick to my stomach. And, you know, I was just, I was just really down. I thought I could have played a lot better. And that's just, that just, as you said, it shows the ups and downs, you know, of playing sports. And I think everyone kind of feels, you know, that they've, they hurt their team sometimes or, like, or lost a game because of them. And, you know, we we're just named examples or we felt terrible. And I can't imagine, you know, Division One players having to go through that and then on top of all that, having to listen to the millions of people on social media saying to them the things they did wrong, thinking they have all the answers, and sometimes saying just completely harsh things such as they should be dead in a ditch. Yeah, and that just shows, you know, the, the things that these athletes face at the Division One level. And, you know, we all want to be that high of athletes, but it's not as easy as you think. They face... Their mental health is not is affected a lot by how they play, and you know people. They got to listen to a lot of people's comments, and when they're negative, that definitely doesn't help their mental health at all. So overall, no matter what division or level of play you're at, every athlete is going to experience some type of negative mental health issue. Learning to push through it can be difficult, especially when it is being posted all over the internet. So Ryan, do you have anything else to add? Uh, no, I think we, I think we covered mostly everything. Yep. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you.